Welcome to episode 52 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, so welcome along to episode 52 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going mate? Good, I'm good, and you? I'm pretty good actually, I'm a little, I'm a little bit disappointed because last week I got a bit excited and told you it was all about Pete, Peter, Peter Reid, and he is coming but I booked the date wrong, didn't I? <laughs> so. Bevan, Bevan got his days mixed up and we're actually interviewing him next some, week, well yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, but we'll be doing it for next week's show. Oh, I booked it for Tuesday, I told him yeah we'll do it Tuesday and then I didn't think about the time, so anyway. So, Iron Man Talk is brought to you by Coffees of Hawaii. For all your coffee needs. Anyway, in this week's show, we've got our news, we've got the results coming from South Africa, a couple of little bits of news happening, hot topic of the week, which we'll get into later on, we've got website of the week, uh, which Matthew sent into us, mm-hmm. age grouper of the week, high five this week is for? Deciding when it's right to do your next Iron Man. Nice, because when we're up in Taupo, what did, what did King Glass say? You don't just be a one and done. Yes. Don't just be a one and done. Coach's Corner? We are looking at cramping in the swim. Nice. Very good. Uh, yeah. We have an interview of Chris Rose. It was the guy we talked about last week. He did um, Ironman New Zealand a couple of weeks ago. Uh, his first race as an Ironman came in around 15 hours. So we've got an interview of Chris coming up. And also we've got questions and answers. So let's get straight into it. We've got the news for the week. Ironman South Africa. Yes. So What happened? What happened? So looking at the, uh, the pro side of things... No surprise there, we had Bjorn blitzing off the front on the bike, but what was probably pretty interesting was the swim times. But absolutely just slow, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, slow. So we're looking at the pro guys here, and there's only a handful of them that went under one hour. Fastest swim was 56.18. That guy must be a pretty strong swimmer because he was two minutes in front of everybody else. Mm. Bjorn came out in 58.31, and, and say an Ironman New Zealand, Bjorn was around about a 48-minute swimmer. So, so 10 minutes slower. A good 10 minutes slower. So it's a tough day in the swim, and, and speaking to one of the athletes that I work with who, who did the race, um, said it was just very, very choppy. It was a, a sea swim and lots of chop, lots of waves. You had to work really, really hard on the way out. So not only was it a slow swim, but I think it was also really an energy-lacking swim. Uh, mm. energy, hard, hard zapping. Swim. That's a word Zappy. I was about, zapping yeah. swim. So um, probably not such an issue for the pros, but I think for the age groupers, it would take a lot of energy out of the, the slower swimmers. Especially the people who are around two-hour mark. It would yeah. be really stressful, wouldn't it? Definitely. I imagine, I haven't seen the overall results, but I imagine there were a lot of people who had to got pulled out because yeah. of the swim time. Quite possible. Yeah. So, so yeah, on the um, story of the race was, yeah, Bjorn blitzed off the front. Hammered the ride. And he rode a 4.23.13. And it wasn't a flat course. You know, it's re- had a few hills in there. So that's averaging um, over 40 kilometres an hour. Yep. So that's awesome, mate. Awesome ride. And until it's just you a, start running. <laughs> until you start running. And it's a shame. It sounds like he pulled a calf or something like that. And it wasn't necessarily they just blew up. So... We all hope one day we're going to see Bjorn Blitz it and... and uh, I just like him to pull a day off because, yeah. you know, like he obviously can ride like a legend well, and a good swimmer. If he could just run a three-hour marathon, he's going to win a race. Yeah, and he, he showed that in New Zealand a few years ago. He, he pulled out a 3.15 and he got yeah. third. Yeah. Um, so, so we know he's got it and hopefully one day he'll pull it off. So Whenever someone talks to John, he goes, he can run! Yeah, he can, <laughs> that's the thing. But uh, then... Uh, after that, uh, Reynard Tissink uh, took over and he was leading the race and uh, all the way until about 3k from the finish and then uh, Jarrett Schneelands blitzed past him Sensational 3k run time. to go, 2 hours 43.20 yep. and, uh, and he put 3 minutes into him in 3k so either Reynard blew up or Schneelands was just on a blinder. But what's interesting about um, Jarrett is that he's 40. Yeah, he's getting on. Wow, so... Pretty impressive. There's hope for me yet. He had a 103 swim, 441 on the bike, and 243 on the run for an 8:33. But as we said, you know the swim times were, were pretty slow, so you know, yeah. you know, maybe take about 10 minutes off that, and 8:23. That's a pretty yeah. solid time. Definitely. Uh, Reynard Tissink was 58 minutes swim, 437 on the bike, and 255. So he suffered on the run a bit for an 8:36, and then Stefan Ryson was in third place. He did a 107 in the swim. Wow. And then 432 is a really strong bike and a 256. And he's won Ironman races before as well. 
And a fourth place? Uh, the gloved man himself. But I was saying to John on the bike this morning, the boys are back on the bike again, aren't we? Yeah. A bit painful, to be honest. But um, the gloved man, Pete Van Burr, how do you say his name? The Brusick. The Brusick. He, um, he has been bloody consistent, isn't he? You yes. know, you've got to give him that much. So the much as uh, Wanaka was a bit of a disastrous day for him, he did do like an 8.45 there. And then he yeah. went on and did, what did he do, Malaysia? To Malaysia. Which was, what, about three or four weeks ago. He did yeah. an 8.45 there, or did quite yeah. a decent time there. Got about a fourth or fifth. And he's managed to pull off an 8.48 here. So, you know, to be doing this amount of racing and consistently being... And he, and he ran a 2.43, so... Yeah. I think we've just got to stop putting, picking on me. Yeah. <laughs> he's just gone up in my books. He's, he's learned his lesson. He's learned his lesson. So, uh, it, yeah. It, it was a bit like Taupo. Actually, it was very, when you look at these results, very, very similar to Taupo. It was basically a four-horse race um, for, for the lead. I mean, there was a reasonable spread there, but, but four guys clearly out in front. And then there was a, a whole bunch of guys that were over nine hours. So 8.48 was uh, fourth place. Fifth was nine oh six, which is you know it was yep. similar to what happened in Taupo, and well tenth went down to nine twenty six. Yes, yeah, so I suppose the swim time on top of that, but still so times. But and that's what we've seen at the opening three races of the season. On paper, we've been talking up the field, saying they're really really strong, but um, a lot of the contenders have really been uh, either not firing or pulling out. Um, we had Jonas Colting pull out of this race. I think he had bike issues, yep. and Hervé Fuave, um Fuare pull out as well on the bike. So, um, you know, I uh, wonder what we're going to see in... We've got Ironman Australia coming up and Ironman Arizona mm. and whether we're going to be talking up the fields again and whether we see slow times or not. Well, we could see some fast times coming through. Some, it would. You know, low eights. On the girl side of things, we've got Natasha. Yeah. She's a legend, isn't she? Yeah, very I was on the Savalo website the other day looking at... I'll try to, you know, just maybe talk to Savalo about a bike. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and I was checking out all these sponsored athletes, and they basically got like you know some pretty good athletes in there. And then they got hers, and she's just like one, 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 one. She just wins. She's just amazing, yeah. isn't she? Well, had a bad race last year, obviously in Hawaii, um, but you know. Man, what? You, oh. And she's forty as well, so a pair of forty-year-olds winning the race. But it's a bit more common in the female side of things, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah. A great run, three eleven. Three eleven, great run. Great all of our race, really, isn't it? Yeah, bit slow on the swim. One yeah. out, one hour eleven in the swim. Four fifty-two on the bike, and three eleven uh, for a nine twenty-two. And she finished eighth overall. overall. Yeah, eighth overall. Nice, very impressive. Pretty close battle for second and third. Um, we sort of predicted this. They, they seem to have really tight tussles. Bella Comerford and Edith Niederfringer. Uh, so really close. Uh, came down to the run. Um, Edith Niederfringer ran one, swam 107, 5.24 on the bike and 3.10 on the run for a 9.47. So she was 25 minutes behind uh, Badman. And Bella was only one minute, four, 1 minute 40 behind her and she would have been passed on the run because uh, she only ran a 3.12. So those two always have a really good tussle and uh, good close racing. Yeah. Some real good points about the female side of racing. You've got five girls who got under 3.20 for the marathon, which yeah, is pretty awesome. really good. Really nice consistent racing, you know, and close racing. If you look from basically maybe second down to about fifth, I mean, down to ninth, yeah. 10.30, yeah. there's only 40 minutes in between it, so... So nice, nice to see a good, strong pro field. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, yeah, good racing by the girls. Go the chicks. Go the chicks. And probably one final thing on South Africa. It looks like they had a pretty good-sized field. Um, we can't tell exactly how many finishes they had. Um, the old Ironman side is just not quite doing it for us today. But uh, they looked like they had a good 1,300, 1,400 people finishing the race. So it's a really good-sized race. I know when I raced there in 2001... Oh, because you've done it? Uh, yeah, a different course, so. Oh, was it? Uh, there was nowhere near that many. You know, they only had a se- several hundred. So <coughs> great to see the sports growing over there. And I guess for a lot of the Europeans, it's quite easy to get to there. It's, you know, it's a 10-hour flight or something from, from Europe rather than coming, say, 20, 30 hours all the way out to New Zealand or Australia. Yeah, definitely. We got an email through from one of our TriTalk listeners. I can't actually remember who linked it through to us, but... Um I'm sorry, I can't give you the credit, but uh, Simon Nissen is actually selling a few of his race uniforms from Tri Dubai on... Actually, it would have been Mark. Mark, um, Simon Nissen is selling a few of his Tri Dubai races uniforms for charity on... Now, if you go to Tri Talk, we're going to have the link for it on www.ironmantool.com, but basically you pay $10 towards... I don't know, the raffle. Is it a raffle? It must be a raffle. Yep. And, um, and then the money goes for uh, Athletes for a Cure and World Vision. So, and uh, they've got about six, haven't they? Pretty cool stuff. I mean, uh, this is collector's, <laughs> collector's yeah. item. So, I mean, you're never going to see this stuff again because Try Dubai no longer exists. And it's obviously not much use for Simon Lessing because he's got his sponsors he's got to take care of. So he's obviously not wearing it. 
but it's uh, it's pretty cool stuff apart from maybe the yellow stuff I don't quite like the look of that but uh, the camel on it great stuff yeah. I mean Simon Lessing is arguably uh, one of the greatest athletes of all time uh, I was interested in talking to Melina about him just saying yeah he's just phenomenal you know he hasn't achieved an Ironman but uh, he's achieved everything else and they had that 20 questions which we're going to talk about in a moment yeah. up on X try on Simon Lessing and oh I didn't see that he's been around for a long time and the first time he tried um, sort of doing the long distance racing he was like 21 or 22 and he went head to head with Mark Allen and the Nice Triathlon which was the At slightly the time, shorter yeah. distance and they were going I remember watching it they were just going head to head and he just ran, they ran shoulder to shoulder all the way really and then uh, Alan broke him I, I can't remember how far from the finish but I mean for, for a 22 year old guy he's just, Especially against just Alan. so talented really so he's an amazing athlete. So get in there. It's supporting a good cause. Uh, and, um, you're not going to be cool getting stuff. a big plaque or anything, but it's one of those things where you can get it framed, get a nice yeah. poster done with it, and have it in your office or you know some place pretty cool. Maybe a little triathlon room at home. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a triathlon room? I don't. I do. It's good. I'm in Talk Studios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll put a link to that on our website, and you can go on there and bid for that. And that'd be really cool if you can support those causes. Uh, what else we got happening in the news? We've got. The b- 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 20 questions of Aaron Baker. Yeah, so we just talked about, they had Simon Lessing up on X-Try, and uh, you can probably go up there and find the archive, but it's a quite a cool little feature they're doing on X-Try, the, the new owners of it. Is each each week or two, they're putting up 20 questions. They've had Scott Molina up there, they've now got Aaron Baker up there. Simon they've Lessing. had Simon Lessing, <laughs> and they've had uh, one or two others up there as well. Yeah. But it's... it's Erin's uh, an athlete that I think is starting to get forgotten a little bit. Uh, yeah. She was, she's just incredible. Her and Paul and Yubi Fraser and uh, just the, to the, really at the forefront of the sport and, and really... What's really interesting about Erin, and go on and read it because it's really fascinating, once she finished her sport, that was the end of triathlon, wasn't it? It was, uh, she was, uh, she was gone ski. <laughs> yeah, she, she's, like, and she's quite honest about it too. She says, I don't really know much about triathlon nowadays. Yeah. One really interesting comment on there was about the prize money, wasn't it? Yeah, so she, she just can't understand how pros can get by these days. She said the prize money is basically the same as it was you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And she just says that's... And and one one of the big things that she did for for women's sport was uh, getting equal prize money. And, and you made a good point when we were out cycling today. Yeah, yeah. She was saying on on the interview that the, when she was doing one of the big races, it may have been Nice, nice at the time. Yeah. yeah. And the the organizer offered her the male prize money, and if she won, and she said no, I won't accept. I won't come do the race unless all females have the option because he wasn't going to offer it to the other females. And uh, it's interesting. The last question they say, what do you what would you like to be thought of? And she's ahead of my time. And ethical as an athlete, and I think mm. um, she she was obviously a pretty amazing woman. Yeah, to hold strong on those kind of she things. She used to beat a lot of the guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> an amazing runner, wasn't guys. she? Yeah, yeah. I so. remember once hearing a story about how she did an Ironman, and the only person who beat her was Scott in the run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, we, so check we, that out. It's good. We, we shouldn't say too much more, otherwise people won't go and read it. Well, come to our website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one other thing, 101's got some sponsors finally. So I've yeah. actually heard some feedback on 101. It's a little bit hard to kind of they're a little bit disorganised with. Um, Entry and stuff. So oh, okay. hopefully, I'm, I'm sure that's just kind of first year jitters kind of things happening. But yeah. they've got, I uh, hope they got, they've got uh, Hammer Nutrition, yeah, and uh, Head Sweats yeah. and ASI Photos. This will be their official photographers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Infinite Nutrition, nice. Which must be. And the they've also now they've got must have two, uh, two nutrition sponsors. And, and Inside Try Mag, actual official magazine. Yeah, so it means they'll get like a free fun. advertisement. Exactly, that's right. But uh, I do like the Head Sweats. You do like the head sweat? You haven't got a head sweat? Yeah. I haven't got a head sweat. Oh, I've got a Bruce 71. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got one of those. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I have got a head sweat. I just don't wear it. They're very cool. Like, you know, you get your head things, but these ones are cool. I, yeah. I do like it. It's and cool. the good thing is that for the pros, this is going to be uh, a bit more money in the sport. So let's just uh, see how that one eventuates. Oh, that was interesting because that's what Brian Rhodes was saying, wasn't it? He was yeah. saying it's great. It's more racing, more money. Yeah. Bring it on. Last bit of news. Big one. And... Uh, 70.3 is making its way to Australia to Geelong. Geelong. And one of our listeners, who we're not allowed to name, our inside person, gave oh, us yes. the tip on this a long time ago, yeah. didn't they? So mm-hmm. it's coming into Geelong in 2008, and they're expecting it. Well, they're going to have $10,000 US in prize money, yeah. and there's going to be 75 qualifying slots for the world 70.3 champs. And uh, yeah, Aussies, you've got a 70.3 coming your way. It's interesting, I was looking, because I, I am definitely going to Roth now, I've booked my flights, Roth. and Roth, actually, it's, I'll get it right, Roth, yeah. um, I'm definitely going to Roth now, and I was looking at their website the other day, and he was saying, and I was actually looking at the Wanaka one, and I was saying how, when they dropped the Ironman tag off the race, it just became so much easier to make the race entry fees so much cheaper. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and so, yeah, it was just interesting, it'll be interesting to see how much they actually give to IM or WTC. Fair whack. Anyway, topic of the week. Hot topic of hot the week. Hot topic not, of the not week. Not any topic. It's okay. a hot topic. You keep talking because I've got to get it up. <laughs> so last week's we had 
just who you guys want to interview. So yeah. there's, uh, you know, there's lots of topics up, lots of ideas up there, and most of them are pretty realistic for us. We, uh, oh, man. Bevan's internet is just crap. No, no, it's great. Here it is. Here it is. So we, we've, we're going to be lining up quite a few interviews over the next year, um, yeah, maybe one a month or maybe two a month if we can. Yeah, we definitely think that's one thing we want to do more of in the show, and, and now that the show's reasonably sized, we're able to kind of pull the people through to the show. So... Yeah, let's go through it, eh? So we've got uh, Ben, somebody wants Ben Ferrick up there, and we've we've discussed this, and we will invite him at some stage, uh, probably, probably mid, mid-season, and see what he has to say. Uh, he may decline us. <laughs> I'd be interested to see if he does. Glenbo wants Macker and Sadler, yeah. uh, both at the same time, and ask him who would be the best Iron Man in the world, and crack a cold one and watch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pretty confident we'll get Macker on here. I don't know Sadler, so we'll uh, we'll work on that one. Oh, I know him really well, so I've been learning some German. Yeah. Bitter. Bitter. Means please. Yeah. Bitter. 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 <laughs> And Gordo, that shouldn't be a problem. We'll get him on later in the year. We've already had him well, on once Nick. twice. Ah, what did Nick want? Remember we say the names as oh, well. Okay, we give him some love. We'll give him some love. Nick uh, wants Mike McCormick. Yeah. I know Different Mike. coaching perspective? Yeah, I, I don't know Mike, but it, it could, be a, could be a goer. Nice. Brett Sutton would be a good one to get on as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yep. Jason uh, Shortus, I know Jason. So. That's from Peter. Peter? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, on, Jason, mate. so we should be, able to, to be, should be able to line that one up. Uh, finally, I'd like to say hi from Australia. Uh, love you guys sticking it to us Aussies. That's good to hear. Good question. Are you guys ever? Uh, yeah, we'll get there one day. Luke Bell. Luke Bell. Yep. Yeah, I'd like to. We, I actually tried to get Luke Bell when I was in New Zealand, but he didn't reply to my email. And an in-depth interview with the Mully Man, Bevan. Uh, yeah, so you can interview not, me. Not likely. <laughs> David Miller. Well, yeah, if we could get David Miller, that would be interesting. Who that is was David Miller? Clive. He's the cyclist who got done for drugs. Uh, oh, okay. A Scottish guy. Okay. Chris McCormick again. If we can get him. Uh, that'd be really great and ask him what kind of question would we ask him we'd ask him can he actually do Hawaii and win it well, I'm sure he thinks he can P.S. Pete you're a legend P.S. love your Mac work he works for Apple <laughs> there you go we could, actually uh... John surprised me today because we're trying to fundraise some more money for the show and he goes and we could probably buy an Apple laptop and I was like oh I'm changing Pete if you can hook us up with a, yeah. a cheap la- Apple laptop we're you're gonna... starting to change you're starting to turn mate then we can uh, and I'm just thinking when we're on the road we to can the do on the road interviews Larry Bowden we might be able to hook that one up I think yep uh, same Natasha Bateman as well that was from Rich Coleman in the UK Tom the Pom he wants Rick and Dick Hoyt now I think that would be cool because you often see them on the shows on the DVDs and that but they actually get some real perspective on it yep uh, we can try that one Peter Reid we've got him coming on next week Dave Scott uh, what was the question about it was from Matthew uh, yeah, you're blind mate Scott oh, bloody hell um, so, now Scott wants the top amateur we can uh, we can get some top amateurs. We'll do that today. Actually, I'm going to organise that right now. We might not be able to get the top amateur, no. but we can definitely get some of the, the some guys who've been on the podium in Hawaii. Yeah, they'd be really get cool. Albert. Yeah, well, Albert, if you're yeah. listening, you're coming on the show. You. Peter Reid. Uh, yep. Oh, yep. Some more questions. We'll ask that one. Faris Sultan. Possibly we can try that. Yep. Um, Joe Friel should be able to jack that up. That was from Toby. And yep. Roger wants Craig Alexander. Crowy. Oh, I used to Do you know race. where the Crowy comes from, mate? I used to race with Crowy in my club in France, so definitely. Uh, Do you know the Crowy? Yeah. But I know no, the but we had the Crowy come. Uh, I don't know how Crowy came up. Well, actually, that's a question I'm going to ask. Simon Lessing. Yeah, we can try that one on. Hamish Carter. Pretty sure we'll be able to get him on at some stage. Yep. And are we there? T-Rex was wanting Hillary back on. Yeah. She like, we next, she's back well, in his race report, on. T-Rex had a picture of him and Hillary and oh, okay. let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we got a great email through this week from uh, Zoe, was it? Yeah. Zoe, yep, Zoe, and I think she's Australian. And uh, she, she came up with this idea and I think it's a brilliant idea. She's basically saying that it's coming up to our year. Now, we're not actually making today's show the year show. We're going to have it based on the date because we did a few extra shows over Epic Camp, so the 52 is not really realistic. I think it's like the first week in April, isn't it? It is, yeah. So Joey sent through, why don't we do... Zoe. Zoe, sorry. Zoe sent through, um, just she thought there was something, she gave us some awards. Mm-hmm. And here are the ones she came. It's funniest all-time moment when John tried, to imper- John tried to impersonate his wife. Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was a highlight, I have to admit. <laughs> um, uh, my comment, overcoming terminal cancer is a really challenging thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough. And then John's useless advice. The swim at Hawaii, well... It's a swim. <laughs> best high five was peeing on the bike and best interview was the swim coach. So what we thought we'd do this week is that we'd get you guys to put down your best highlights from the first year of Ironman Talk. And then on the bike today I had an amazing moment, didn't I? You did have an epiphany. Epiphany, you'd almost say. And uh, so this, year, this week what we're going to do is we're going to get you to put your favourite moments from the year. And they can be little bits, they can be a, you know, an interview we had, it can be a high five, it can be the little moments. 
And then what you're going to do is we're going to choose the five best of the ones you guys have put down. And then the week before we do the year show, you guys are going to vote for the best moment of the year. Okay. It's like an award ceremony. It's like the Oscars. I'm getting dressed up for it. You're getting excited. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. (laughs) Um, so, so So this week we just want to hear your favorite moments from the first year of Iron Man Talk. Going going for like, this is like tradition now. It is. We just started something. So there we go. Anyway, it's a hot topic of the week. I have to stop myself. There we go. Website of the week. We're going to keep it short because we've got a big show in front of us today. But we did get an email through from Matthew Chappello. I think it's Chappello. And he sent us through a link to another charity website where you can basically, it's really cool. What you have is you can buy your iTunes music through this website. And obviously, if you have iTunes and you can do this by buying the music, then this charity gets a commission based on yep. this music. So, for example, we're looking at Luke Bell right now. And I'm just trying to bring this up as I'm talking. And it's got a bit of a profile on Luke Bell. And then it's also got, then what if he, you, oh, go. What he likes to listen to on the bike. And you can download the, the same sort of stuff he, he uses, like for his warm up or his warm down or race psych and things like that. It's got some pretty good songs here. The Beautiful People. The Beautiful People. The Beautiful People. Do you know that one? No, I do, I do know that one. Do you know? It's got explicit next Song two? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Do you know um, Jane Says by Jane's Addiction? No. Nah. Jane Says. Yeah. Oh, I probably do. Yeah, you do. Anyway, so. Mate, I'm only a week into my iPod life. Have you been using I, it? I'm, I'm getting there. Nice. <laughs> nice. Getting there. So it's a really good. And it's raising charity for women's cancer, male cancer, prostate cancer. Um, it's actually for a few charities, actually. So it's a really cool way. Just go see what your people you like uh, listen to. And they've got lots of people on there. Trends of Bazone. Um, Luke Bell, Samantha McGlone, Hunter Kemper. We should get on to it. We should. The Iron Man Talk charity match. Just because make Iron Man Talk. Yeah. Anyway, it's that website of the week. <laughs> One, two, three, four. High five. Right. Yeah. Okay, so this was your idea this week. This was my idea because the one thing that you, you finish Iron Man, and I don't know if you go through this yourself, but I know when I finish an Iron Man, I always think to myself, do I want to keep this up? Because, you know, Iron Man is a pretty tough sport. It's very consuming. Um, and, and what's been really nice for me over the last few weeks is actually having a spare time and as much as I'm committed to Roth and all the rest of it Roth, Roth. I should say and all the rest of it I, you know you do have this time off and you think jeepers I've got a lot of spare time and I've been quite productive with it and I have enjoyed it at the same time I do like the challenge of where I'm trying to go with my career in, in Ironman so um, I just thought that maybe we could do a high five on whether you, you know what you should think about when deciding to, if you want to do another Ironman so. Yeah. so I came up with five points you ask and I deliver yeah, you really do so the first thing should I should be a mailman. <laughs> I might suck when you're mailman from no, now on. It's a postman. You can call the me postman. the postman. Okay. I always deliver. Always deliver. Uh, so Posty. Coco <laughs> Posty. Posty. Sorry, my focus. Right. Uh, so the first thing I think you really need to do is why do you if why do you want to race again? So first thing you got to think: Do I want to race again? And if you do, why do you want to race? You know, it might be you want to go faster. It might be you just think, "Oh, I really just enjoy this lifestyle and it's part of me." Um, or you might really enjoy the training, like Scott Molina just loves training. Yeah. Um, or it might be that you want to qualify so, that, so you've got to ask yourself why you're going to want to race again and, and just set yourself some, some general goals if you've just raced New Zealand or something think do I want to race again and then basically why do you want to race and I think that's important because to me when I do have those times where I think Oh, I don't know if I want to do this and you think yeah but I'd love to get this up nine or yeah. you know and the goal you and, know. and I think you know just doing the sake of just doing Ironman just Turning just, up every year. Turning up. I don't think you'll get a huge amount of satisfaction out of it. You know, so, especially if you've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So some people like to set really lots of goals and things like that. But I think you've just got to have a bit of a general outlook on why the hell you're doing this, rather than just saying, oh, "I'm just going up." Tapos there every year. I'll just go and do or it. Or it's just a habit you've created, eh? That you yeah. can't get out of. So make sure you get something out. Uh, so what do you need to do to achieve this goal? Is number two. So really think about you know what you know you've set the goal. Now you know why you're doing it. This is profound stuff, isn't it? And yes. What, what's actually needed for you to actually, you know, like if it's a faster time, does that mean you're going to have to have more time and then is that realistic and so on? So be realistic about what's required to achieve that goal. Yeah. Uh, thirdly, and this is an important month. Uh, Big one. What does your partner or your family want you to do? Balance. Uh, yeah. Balance. I, I know I coach a guy who, who generally races Ironman every second year so, yeah. and he does, does well out of that. So, and we often get emails from you guys actually saying how you know I've done this race and I'm loving it and I have to ask my wife you know, and, yeah. and so on. But we've talked a lot about balance on the show and it's so true. Uh, they miss out on a lot when you're training for an Ironman. And, and Ironman's there every year. Yep. Um, and lots of Ironman. And so it's nice sometimes a bit of variation to do Ironman one year, do Olympic distance one year, do halves one year, do Ironman again. So yep. 
Um, yeah, so you, you got have, a lot of life left in you. So exactly, how much is it going to cost financially and opportunity costs? And, and I think this is the one for me is that I, these are you know I obviously don't earn as much money as I could because I choose to do my sport. And also, for example, I played music for a long time, and I, like, I haven't played music for the last three or four years because I just don't have time to. And 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 in one way, I, I kind of hate that aspect, but the Ironman goal I love as well. So you know, you really need to look at that and you know what do you want the most and, and one thing we'll probably do at some stage is um, for, for Coach's Corner or something is actually Break down l- breaking down yeah. what it costs to do an Ironman for a year um, I reckon at least 5 to 10 grand yeah definitely yeah. And, uh, and that's realistic isn't it and I encourage a lot of people uh, is if, if they're giving Ironman a good crack is maybe to have half a day off work so you're losing half a day of income yeah. as well so. so it's 20 grand yes yeah, so. 40 <laughs> grand <Exactly>. a year <laughs> and then the final one is, is when do you want to race again like we said it's there every year you don't have to do it every year but um, some people choose to some people don't so, so put a bit of a timeline on it when you want to race again and other, the other thing just to add to maybe a six. Oh, here we go it's the high six <laughs> the high six <laughs> Is, is, you know, like, well, this is more just about, think about different experiences you can have from it. So for me now, I've done four New Zealanders. It's time that I do different races and, uh, you know, like, yeah, then, yeah, there you go. I just thought I'd Yeah, oh, that, that, that is one of the big things with, with Ironman and, 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 uh, and I, I love to travel and go to different races. So, yeah. so, so I'm so excited about doing Rolt. Yeah, and, that and we were saying the same thing on the bike today. You know, some people spend a huge amount of money on their bikes and, and why not maybe uh, instead of doing that, maybe go to a different race somewhere. Yeah. And travel to, if you're in America, maybe travel to Europe and spend five or six grand on travel rather than spending five or six grand on a bike. I think you get much more life value experience. Out of it. Exactly. You know, That's what it's all about. We should about. be writing self help books. <laughs> Bevan and John's Guide to Life. <laughs> uh, maybe next year. Here we Of the week. Okay, so, so we had Ironman South Africa at the weekend. Oh, great race. Great race. Great swim. Great swim. <laughs> and our age group of the week this week is uh, somebody who listens to the show we know. He's from Ireland. His name's Jack Lynch, 36 years old. The Irish must be loving the cricket too. The Irish must be loving everything. Yeah. They won the Paddy's cr- weekend, the cricket. The, and they won the cricket on St. Patrick's Day, yeah. man. That would have been a massive day. Jack Lynch. Exactly. So yeah, Jack yeah. went down to do his first Ironman at Ironman South Africa. Uh, Good athlete, struggles with the swim bit, was very, very nervous before the swim, so it didn't help that it was probably about 10 minutes longer than anticipated, mm. very choppy, mm. I know he really struggled with that, and and he said in an email to me that he also was tired on the bike because of the swim. Really? So, just more energy put out? Yeah. Yep. So he just had a really nice conservative ride, so his swim was 1 hour 32, his bike was 6 hours 16, which was very, very conservative for him, um, but, but then he got off and he ripped a really good run, doing a 3 hour 40 run to finish... Yep. Uh, 11 hours 52, he was aiming to break 12 hours, and when we looked at his placings as he went through the race, he was 7.64 out of the swim, 621st on the bike, and uh, ripped down to 318th place on the run. So Really shows if you have a good run, eh? It's all about the run. It's okay. all about the run. So he finished 11.52, so great race. So Jack, first Ironman, he's, he's no longer an Iron Virgin. Well, Jack. one thing I like about Jack is he also nominated some Japanese oh, yeah. guys who we can't actually find the name of, but Japanese guy... So he was finishing his 20th Ironman, which yeah. uh, doesn't have his age, but got the swim cut off by two minutes, got the bike cut off by one minute, yeah, and then managed to have five minutes at the end. So fantastic pacing by Yeah, him. that's sensational. And he also gave us a great tip. Um, he recommended to people was to self-cater. He, he, he stayed at a place very, very close to the race venue, so it seems obvious to stay there. But um, the hassle just and and doing all the food and all that he found really difficult. So that's a really good point. Whenever you do go to a race, try to go somewhere where it's got some cooking facilities. So not, not a hotel as such. Yeah, so, so you can actually have like a motel. Yeah, con- not constantly going out for food. So I'm just going to, have to pull you up on something here, Mr. Coach John Newsom, because yes. uh, we had lots of email questions about the goggles. Oh, the goggles <laughs> in New, in New right. Zealand, and then the people were saying that. Uh, you know, why did John have the goggles underneath his cap? Well, I didn't have the goggles underneath my cap. Because Back it up. What's all that about? I'm, I'm not a goggle wearer usually. But you must know that one. It's uh, like it's a rule one of no, triathlon. See, I've got goggles. rules to refute this, you see, because um, I thought I'm going to wear the goggles for a change. And But if I get punched in the eye or if, um, if they come loose, I don't want to piss around... Um, taking them off and getting fog out of them and stuff like that so when they got knocked off they just went flying off so I was, wasn't too stressed about that but if I had been under my cap then they would have filled up with water and I would have had to stop and somebody would have clobbered me so that was my reasoning yeah. so there anybody who wrote in trying to we diss me hundreds of emails but I want to tell you yeah. so anyway there you go so that's Jack you are our age, age group of the week, week.
Beautiful. Trying to bring Jack down. <laughs> so next up on the show, we have an interview with Chris Rose uh, from the UK. We're pretty much going to get straight into it. So uh, here we go. Well, guys, so we have on the show, we were lucky enough to, I actually met Chris. You met, did you meet Chris? Yeah, very briefly. I was running off to the airport. You're a shocker. <laughs> uh, we met Chris when we were on an Ironman New Zealand. Him and T-Rex came up and met us at the convention. And then I didn't actually get to see you after the race, but then he sent us a race report, wrote up a really good race report. Quite a thorough race report. Uh, Chris Rose from Surrey. Yeah. Surrey in the UK. And how you going, mate? I'm very good, thank you. How are you guys? So you're staying on in New Zealand for a few weeks after the race? Yeah, that's right. I've I've got a break from work for a, I took two months off before oh, Ironman, and I've got a couple of months just to travel around afterwards. So yes, I'm enjoying a beautiful sunny day here today as well. So part of the reason we wanted to get Chris on um, on the show is because we often talk about racing from our perspective and sort of uh, you know from the pro side of things. But we know that most people out there are age group racers, and Chris was his first time doing an Ironman up in Taupo. So we thought it'd be really good to get to maybe share some some experiences Chris had so it was your first Ironman Chris I mean um, was it everything you hoped for and how did the day go? Uh, yeah it certainly was everything I hoped for it was uh, it was amazing I, I had a really I had a really good uh, day the experience was just incredible you, you Kiwi supporters are just second to none I've never <laughs> heard anything like it it was absolutely amazing all so- the way around like just people everywhere so going into the race, you know, you have an expectation of what it's going to be. What was your Ironman experience? How would you put into your own words? Um, oh, good grief. I mean, for me, as, as, you, as you guys have already said, it, it was never about setting any records or, you know, going for a Kona slot. For me, it was always just a personal challenge to actually try and finish uh, within the cutoff time. Uh, so in my head, I'd, I'd trained up. I, I knew kind of how fast I thought I could do the swim and how fast I thought I could do the bike. And it was all about hopefully then having enough time to do the run because uh, when you've met me, I'm not really a runner. <laughs> mm. I'm not built for that kind of activity. Yeah. So uh, that was always going to be the really hard part for me. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was the experience was just building up, tr- you know, trying to get my head around actually being able to complete the distances. So in that respect, you know, the, the experience is like the icing on the cake, if you like. I had, I had such a good time uh, building up the training, you know, pushing myself because I was getting to the stage where, you know, every, every training ride was a new personal best. I'd never cycled that far or for that long, and the same with the runs. So it was just about you know pushing yourself a little bit further and a little bit further. So what were some you know, of the taking um, the step? What were some of the actual real highlights of the day? Because we're going to go to some of your training stuff in a little minute. But like on race day, if you come away from this race, when you look back in your memory in the future, what would come some of the highlights for you? I read it in your race report, but I'd like to hear your own words. Oh well, the highlight has to be finishing. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm honest, that that's Can you describe like, it. That's like nothing else. Oh, it, it, it's it's really hard to explain. Um, it's just you, you suddenly get this rush of energy. You, you kind of get to the point where you know you're going to do it, and 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 then you, this kind of a euphoria about you. I mean, I ran over the finish line. I mean, my feet were in bits. You saw you saw what they yeah. were like, but there was still for those listeners you know, out there, Chris, so much uh, energy around. Oh, so sorry for those listeners out there. Chris got terrible blisters on his. Um, on his race report, you should see the blisters. <laughs> like you just had blistered feet all over, and yeah, as you expect, yeah, but keep going, yeah. Well, yeah, but so uh, but you you just get this kind of euphoria, and there was just this energy to be able to run over the finish line, and so it was for me, it was like the culmination. It was something, you know, I did my first triathlon about three or four years ago, and it was a fun distance one, so it was a really short one, and I really struggled, you know, to get through that. So to to have been able to progress through to actually finish an Ironman was just. Uh, incredible race day wise i think my highlight of the swim to be honest i've always been an atrocious swimmer i'm really slow i mean most people who've been following me on tri talk where, where i tend to hang out and get all my help from and know how bad a swim how, yeah they're, they're just fantastic but they know how bad a swimmer i am so you know those in the know look at the swim time and go well that's just amazing for me so that that kind of started the day off really nicely because uh, i i i'm I'm not a confident swimmer. I'm not particularly quick, but it it just went really well. The lake was lovely and warm. It, the water was crystal clear. I was able to draft for the first time. That's never happened before because I'm normally so far behind everybody else. <laughs> you know, you can't even you can't even see people in the distance. So you know, it was it was just a different experience. You know, compared to other triathlons I've done, it, everything just went differently. It was um, I don't know. There was a kind of calm. There was no there was no real panic at the start. Everyone was sort of milling around. You know, and the sun's coming up, and uh, then then the Maori boat came out, and that was just incredible as well. Mm. So it was really, 
you know the whole the whole the whole setup of it was just amazing and then the uh then the gun went and uh, we were off so yeah the swim i was really pleased with and then um i think it's, it's it's really hard to put it into words it was it was just great from start to finish i had such a good day you know every every, every photo i seem to be grinning like a complete idiot <laughs> but that's kind of, that's kind of how it went for me it was, it was just that kind of day i was everyone said make sure you enjoy the day and i thought well yes that's yeah, what i'm gonna do yeah, totally, yeah. And i think that part that you kind of get yourself into a good place and you just you know that gets you through when it gets harder later on yeah. you know that just gets you through so. so obviously the day went pretty well for you i mean in terms of training what sort of uh training did you do and what sort of volumes were you doing on, on a weekly basis um well I mean, I started out, I did a half Ironman last July, uh, and I kind of started the training from there on in. I, I actually got in touch with a coach, a guy who did coaching for me. So what he'd do is once a week he'd send through a program, and I'd, I'd kind of loosely follow it to start with and skip anything I didn't really fancy. And that, and that went on for, you know how it is. Yeah. And that, that went on for a few months. And then about October, he's going, right, if you're serious about actually doing this, you need to be making sure you get you know the sections done. So I kind of knuckled down to it a bit better, but I mean, for the for the sort of obviously I tapered for a couple of weeks, but I was doing probably two long bike rides a week, maybe two or three swim sessions a week, and a couple of runs. One would tend to be a a, a slow fast session, and one would tend to be a longer run. Hmm. Uh, and well, how, how long one, would you do a long one, ride for? A uh, long ride would be. Anything from three to five hours, but yeah. towards the end, I was going on distance more than time, so it would be like 130k cycle, 150k. Yeah, I, I didn't actually manage my 160k because I broke my bike, but <laughs> it, 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 became, it, it became more more about uh, uh, distances, if you see, rather than time. So, so it just try, I think. It was a little bit scary for you going into the race because obviously you weren't riding 180. You know, obviously 100, maybe 30 or 50 was probably the biggest ride you ever done. Yeah, you know, and, and the marathon's a big run. Was that pretty scary? Thinking, holy shit, I've got it on the race day. Put all these big things together. Was that quite daunting? It 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 was kind of a week or so beforehand, but I, I kind of knew I had to get that out of my head. So rather than try and think about a hundred and eighty k cycle, which is quite a long way, hmm. I tried to break it down into into smaller sections. So in the end, on race day. I was I was winding T Rex up because I kept saying it's it's all it's all about the next drink station, <laughs> and, and that was kind of how I did it. It's all about get to the next drink station, nice. take on a you know take on a drink, get to the next one. And they I think there was twenty k apart yeah, about, about, about yeah. that sort of disc. So by, by the time you you've done that a few times, you're you're not necessarily. I'm, I'm not thinking in terms of it's it's a it's a marathon run or it's a hundred eighty k bike. I tried to break it into more manageable and achievable chunks. Mm, nice. If you see what I mean. Yep. And and I thought it was it was a great route for that because the you know the bike obviously was an out and back twice, so you could you could break it down into smaller sections much more easily. I thought. I think and, if it had been a straight one, you know, a one lap cycle, that would have been a lot harder. Yeah, totally. Mentally to deal with. But, mm. uh, and, and on the day, were there any sort of major surprises to you relative to to your expectations or, or in the week building into the race? Um, I think to to be honest, the biggest surprise I had was just. Um, what the support was like. I mean, I, as I say, I've done races before, but I've never seen anything like it. The support was just absolutely incredible. I, I don't know if that's normal for you guys down in New Zealand. Races, oh, it happens but, all the uh, time. Oh, yeah. Every oh, that, that's all right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, seriously, it, 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 was, it was just amazing. I mean, there was, there was one particular family. I was on my way out on the second lap of the run, and I was walking by this stage. And, you know, they were chatting. And, and I think I like the way they did things here. They handed out, obviously, race programs to people. So a lot of the time you'd hear people, oh, what number, race number is it? And they'd, they'd look up in the program and then they'd call Chi by name. And, and, that, and that, that I thought was really nice. Oh, it, it gives you a lift. I mean, it, you know, it really does make a difference. And the number of times that they're going, come on, run a little bit more, run a little bit more. And you just, you, you do. Even though you, you you know you ache and your legs are tired, you just find that energy from somewhere. So, you know, I... I, I, I can't underestimate how significant the support was on race day it really was incredible so but yeah there was there was one particular family i was walking on the way out and they said oh we'll, you know we'll see you in a while and i sort of laughed i said it's going to be quite a long while and he looked me squarely in the eye and said we will still be here when you get back <laughs> and sure enough about three or four hours later there they were wow. not only were they still there they said yes yeah, see we told you we'd still be here wow. <laughs> and, and that you know it, it was just like you know well it leads on to my other surprise which was just how emotional it was on the day. It, it was a really emotional day in terms of people would be 
so supportive and you just I don't know you just I guess you've channeled all your energy into training for something and as it happens you I did find myself getting quite not not quite tearful on the run but I, I certainly cried like a baby when I'd finished yeah, yeah, you know done, just the it? release of everything but it, it was it was just there was a raw emotion about it it's just like, you know from everyone you could you could feel it the it's you know this the slower runners you're encouraging people as you're going past them you know you're going in opposite directions and you're walking and people are going come on keep going it's not far to go yeah. and, and it was a very you know you always say that triathlon is a very lonely sport it's you against everyone else and it didn't really feel like that it felt like me and a whole load of other people kind of like you know working together to get me through nice hey so you've, you've done your first... <laughs> oh no 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 it's good so you um so you've finished your first ironman now like and you often go into a race and afterwards you think oh if i've done this this and that i'm going to be so much faster you know i could have done it so much better what were the <laughs> things where you know maybe looking back on your training and the race uh do you felt you could have done different um i'd certainly like to have done uh, a few longer rides i'd like to have gone over distance on the bike yeah uh, my, my longest my longest cycle was actually 150k before race day and i think in my head i'd like to have known i could do the distance uh you know just i just faded quite badly i mean when, when i was looking at the bike split times i was in the, the you know the last half lap was effectively 20 or 30 minutes slower than the previous one had been so i did i did slow considerably on the bike and i think again that would just be you know endurance so maybe, maybe some longer bike rides yeah would have been useful um <laughs> Run-wise, I, I didn't obviously manage to run the whole distance, but that was that was never really going to happen. I'd got as far as running a half marathon. That was the furthest distance I managed about two and a half weeks before race yeah. day. But the pro the problem I have is once I get over that sort of distance, the amount of time it takes me to recover. You know, if I, if I ran 15, 16 miles, I wouldn't be able to walk for a week. Oh, so true, yeah. it, it was it, it, that's the difficulty. So what I, what I, I need to do is just build up, you know, run a little bit further and a little bit further, but. But the you know Iron Man was all about just getting through. I think race day. There's one thing I would have done differently because my run time was seven hours and five seconds, <laughs> and, that's, that, and that's because I was a bit of a glory boy. Because as I was coming into the the final area, that I could see this woman running who was going to catch me on on the finishing bit, in the finishing strip. Yeah. No, I let her have her moment. So I just I just waited. I had a bit of respect. <laughs> But I got the finish, and that unfortunately meant I was just over time because I'd hoped to do the run in seven hours. So oh, okay. I was just over on that. So, so yeah, a little less glory seeking in the future, maybe. Yeah, you got to have your glory. And um, have my moments. Any advice you'd give to sort of people who are training up for their first Ironman? Anything uh, you could sort of pearls of wisdom? Uh, I had a few points. I had I actually had a high five, and then in typical style, had a sixth point. But uh, <laughs> nice. But yeah, uh, start small. If you if you a lot of people talk about triathlon they've never done one before and they say i'm going to do an ironman i think i think that's the wrong way to do it i definitely start like with the start. smaller events and build up to it. Here, don't you so well yeah. this, the funny part is I was, I was looking at um try to my first post was like the fourth of may three years ago so it was almost exactly three years from wow. when i started to, to ironman and that's probably about right i think yeah so start start small the next thing if you're thinking about it and you, and you think you've got the time to do it, enter the race just hit hit submit on the button, yeah. uh, you know, on the website, and actually get the entry Commit. in. Because a, yeah, well, plus they they sell out really quickly. A lot of the races, you know, they'll only yeah. be open for a few days. But b, you need. I think for me, I needed the focus. I had to have something to be aiming for, you know. So once I'd hit submit, that was it. I was like, I'm doing an Ironman now. I've got to knuckle down and do the training. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's sound corny again. Get a trainer. Yeah. That, that made a real difference for me. I'm not a disciplined athlete by any stretch of the imagination and I needed someone who knew what they were doing to say this is what you need to be doing you know this is where you need to be pushing harder this is where you need to relax for a week because again you know you've got to get the balance right so that my train was fantastic because he always pushed me a little bit further than I thought I could go but never so far that I couldn't do it yeah and I think that's that's a fantastic skill to have um, next advice get the support of your family and friends because you will not do it without them yeah you, ha you have to have the people that you're close to have to understand what you're doing. They don't have to necessarily like it, but they need to understand what you're doing. I'm going off for a six-hour cycle this weekend. It, ta it takes a, a special type of person to be able to deal with that yeah. week in, week out. And that's really important that you say, this is what I'm hoping to do, this is the goal. Uh, get people on, on side for that. Um, and finally, have faith in your training. When, when you get to the start line, you ha you, I think you have to have belief in yourself that you've done enough to get you through. 
I think that's key. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, I haven't, I haven't done enough running or I haven't done enough cycling, then your mental attitude will be wrong. You just have to say, I've done what I've done, and I just have to believe that that's enough to get me through. So nice. you'll, you'll never, you, I don't think you'll ever line up on at the start of a race feeling, yes, I know I can do it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, my, for my kind of athlete, it just won't happen. You'll always have doubts. I think you'll always have doubts. Have always, isn't you? Yeah. Hey, um, you, you also, you know, you're, you're a bit of a bigger boy and you've, you've managed to lose quite a bit of weight, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, well, I, I did. I, I started off. Uh, I don't even know what it is in in stone. I was 126 kilos, Whoa, and, and I, which was I think it's about 20 stone. It, I, I was not. I was not small. Yeah. I'm still not small, but I, but I, I was down to, uh, well, 106 at wow. race awesome. one. I was a bit. I was a bit annoyed about that because I put. I actually obviously carb loaded a bit too well because <laughs> I was. I'd, I'd been 103 kilos the week before. So, uh, but yeah. So I mean. It, you know, it's it was. You, you, I don't think you can do that sort of training and just stay that heavy. So no. again, that's something that's been really good, and, I, and it's something I want to carry on doing. You know, I'm determined not to sit here and do nothing. It's not like oh, I've done Ironman. That's that box ticked. Yeah. You know, I definitely want to try and keep going with it and keep losing weight. And obviously, you know, thinking how can I, how can I get my bike time down under six hours? And it, yeah. it's kind of addictive. You're, you're sitting yeah. and think, well, if I've taken a bit less time in transition, then I would have got under fifteen. And yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's hopefully the first of many. Hey, okay, well, thanks for your time, Chris. I'm sure you're an inspiration for all those no, no who are around problem. you. Um, you know, if someone from 126 kg actually decided to do an Ironman, it's a big quest in itself, and I'm sure the people around you and our listeners really, you know, look at you and just think, wow. Um, appreciate your time today. Good. You're staying in New Zealand for a little bit longer, aren't you? Yeah, I'm I'm around for a few more weeks, so uh, hoping the weather stays good. Nice and. Uh, <laughs> Good. Good stuff. Thank you very much for your time, and if you're down in Christchurch, yeah, thanks, Jan. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah, you got to make it this way, you South Islanders, so. That's right. We're a bit different in the South Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're friendly. <laughs> hey, so uh, thanks for your time, and we'll catch up with you maybe sometime hey, in no, the future. Pleasure. Cool. Thanks. Thanks very much indeed, guys. Take care. Coaches Corner. Beautiful. No, no yeehaw today. No yeehaw. We're holding oh, back on the yeehaw. Yeehaw out. Yeehaw out. So this week, as promised, cramping during the swim, which Bevan's experienced, I've experienced, yeah. and many people have. So and it's a frustration of many of us. It is. So I just thought I'd whip together a few ideas on that. Well, whip together, uh, mate. You've written a report up here. I have, mate. <laughs> Trying to build up that database. Nice. So cramp, um, for those who experience cramping, it's not particularly pleasant. And it can be caused by a few things. So I've just got four points that can be caused by and hopefully a few things you guys can do. Because the reality is if you do cramp um, during the swim, there's not heaps you can do really to get rid of it. You know, you can play around and, and move your, your different limbs around and give it a bit of a rub, but it's quite hard to actually stop in the swim and yeah. actually do it. So, so in, in Ironman New Zealand, when I got my cramp in my swim, I basically was just kicking yeah. <laughs> like a madman trying to get my foot to move. Yeah, so if you cramp on the bike, it's slightly different. You know, you yeah. freewheel for a bit, but in the swim, it's quite difficult. So really important that you try to take some of these steps if you have had the problem in the past. He's going to fly. He's going to fly. Bloody fly on my nose. <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully, if you take these steps, you can avoid avoid getting the cramps so then you don't even have to worry about nice. it. So the first one is uh, having poor flexibility. This is especially relevant for, for runners or XX runners who've got really poor ankle flexibility, can often cramp in your calves. So there's only really one solution to improve your flexibility. What do you think that is, Bevan? Stretching. That's right. Oh. Ten points. And you can go onto our website and there's a really good stretching book you can get off there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> With that link on there again. Yep. But... Uh, the main but also on our website, some some really awesome photos of this legendary guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, doing yeah. stretches, doing stretches. There's one basic stretch I get people to do. If, if if you don't have the time or don't have the desire to go out and do lots of yoga and lots of stretching, for a lot of people, the main area you want to stretch is through the front of your feet. So it's a really simple thing. You can do it sitting in front of the TV. You just sit down, tuck your um your feet underneath your bum. Uh, with your knees down, flat on the ground, do it on ca uh, carpet. You don't want to do it on a, on a hard surface. Yep. And slowly raise your uh, lower your bum towards your heels. Some people you won't be able to raise your bum at all. Um, it will just you'll be getting a really good stretch straight away. Um, if you're really struggling, put a towel underneath uh, your, your, the front of your feet and that'll give you a little bit more support. You just need to stay in that position and just slowly work your way down and, and almost treat it like an interval workout. You know, sit there for. 
a couple of minutes and then come off and then back on. And it's also something you can do while you're in the, in the office as well. Just turn your feet back and stretch through the front of your feet. The nice thing with that as well is actually you get a really good quad stretch. Yes. Of that stretch here. So. Yeah, good. So are you going to put those pictures up? I've not? done it already. Because a couple of pictures up on the website. I was talking about the website before. Good. Okay. Were yeah. you listening? I was. Oh, I've short memory not. So go yeah, on the website. There's sorry three, for Belinda. There's, there's three different <laughs> steps you can go through. First one is sort of sitting up nice and high, then trying to go down, and then trying to go right all the way down to your to your heels. And you had like third option with the towel. The third option with the towel if you're, if you're struggling with the with the flexibility side of things. So the important thing is also make sure your feet are pointing straight back. You don't want to start getting wonky ankles. Um, so keep your feet, feet straight back. So that's the main thing to do. And then the other thing to do is just do lots of other general stretching as well, especially focusing on your calves and your quads because those are generally the areas that might cramp during the swim. Nice. So that's tip number one. Tip improve, number one. Improve your flexibility. Tip number two. Tip number two is uh, muscle fatigue. So that's obviously a cause for, for, for cramping, especially later on in the race, but it can also be a bit of a, a problem um, during the swim as well, especially for, you know, for Ironman racing, and that's what we're talking about. Uh, so a lot of people may, just, may not have done sufficient volume. So if you haven't done sufficient volume, then you know, you're going to get tired quicker and, and you're going to run the risk of uh, cramping sooner. There's a lot of people, you know, Bevan is an example, who did sufficient training, training volume um, but still cramped so mm. a couple of things you might want to do trying to tra- uh, change your training um, strategy a little bit is make sure each week you include a, a long swim preferably open water um, or at least getting into the open water every second week and, and getting in, in your wetsuit and wearing your wetsuit so there's a couple of reasons for this um, if you're swimming in a short course pool 25 um, you're going to be pushing off the wall all the time so your ankles are going to be moving all the time so you're probably working different muscles um, if you're doing a, a long open water swim you're basically staying in the same position you would in a race for long periods of time so you're conditioning your muscles conditioning for that. your muscles yeah. and also see if you are susceptible to cramping and yep. if you are then you've got to take some of the other steps uh, also suggest doing um, a monthly time trial uh, at your chosen race dif- distance or slightly shorter for Ironman, so between 2 and 4K. Again, just building up your uh, muscular endurance to be able to swim for you know between 30 and an hour and a half, 30, 30 to 90 minutes at a good pace um, rather than doing lots and lots of intervals all the time. Uh, third tip is to try to swim long course if possible. If you've got the option of swimming in a 25-meter pool versus a 50-meter pool, Take the option of swimming in the 50, a little bit harder, a little less turns, and again, um, just building up more endurance. When you're racing, uh, occasionally just vary the position of your feet a little bit. So you're obviously mm. kicking and you're constantly pointing your toes. Every now and then, just bring your toes up uh, up a little bit just so you get a little bit of variation for your calves. Oh, I think that's one of the big things reduce. myself because I think what happens is that your, your foot's holding the same position the whole time. Yeah. Your calf's slightly tensing. Yeah. And the build-up of that kind of slight flexion, basically, you, by just flexing your feet occasionally while you're swimming, then it gives it a bit of relief. So maybe every... Um, 400 meters or so yeah, just, yeah, just, just have a little play around it's not going to cost you very much time no, to do well, that it's better than cramping exactly mm, mm. Um, last one that I, or another one that I really like is doing some strengthening work on your calves um, I really like get people to do quite a bit of skipping and you often talk about your calf yeah, raises you like yep. so doing some eccentric loading and and the other thing obviously for muscular fatigue is just to train a bit more yep. but also make sure you're doing sensible recovery um, that's what training is all about is training hard but obviously making sure you're, you're doing the right sort of recovery you run the risk, a much higher risk of cramping if your muscles are really tired. So hopefully for an Ironman, your main race, you'd be really well rested going into the race. Yep. But if you're just doing a training race and you've hammered a really hard session the day before, probably not so sensible and the risk of cramping is quite high. So make sure you train train a lot, but also recover properly and rest well before the racing. Nice. So that's muscular fatigue. Third point, which a lot of people, is probably the most common thing that people think about when they cramp is uh, getting an electrolyte imbalance um, we mean, we talked about this a little bit on the ride and Bevan was sort of saying that uh, you know you're not getting far enough into the swim to well it's at the beginning of the day in the beginning of the day and you should have had lots of electrolyte drink a few days beforehand like it's not like the first hour like if I didn't hour swim myself um, you know, like it yeah. doesn't seem like that's a lack of electrolyte because causing exactly. the cramp. And a lot of people have problems like that further into the race and mm. then an electrolyte balance. So a couple of things you can um, try to avoid is a lot of people hydrate well before the race, which is good, but they often just have water. So in the days leading into the race, make sure you're drinking a really high proportion of your drinks to be energy or electrolyte drinks yep. rather than water. Uh, also add a little bit of table salt to your, your meals during the week of the race. 
and some athletes like to load or just generally take you know magnesium calcium and zinc there's not a whole lot of research out there really heavily supporting that but some athletes do find that quite useful and placebo even yeah it works it works exactly <laughs> and and something else I've talked about on a couple of occasions, if you've got really chronic problems with your cramping, you can try quinine sulfate, but you need to do that under sort of a doctor's Just one thing on, on the cramping thing, we've had a few emails from, and I can't remember names because it's not in front of me, but um, people talking about none, none, yeah, and, and people who have been real bad crampers in the past and just using none and uh, finding it's obviously a... a well, more on the during the day on the Yeah, bike during the, the day, run. yeah, totally. I'm just uh, thinking of cramping, yeah. but just I thought of it now. And So none, it seems to be a product, uh, cramp, non-cramping, it must be a salt tablet it's a little, or something. It's a little tablet, dissolve, yeah. dissolves in drink. And so for those of you who are cramping, maybe you want to give it a try because it seems to get a lot of good feedback about that. Mm. Yep. And the final point is uh, why people tend to cramp is if you're doing a new activity. Hopefully by the time you get to the start line... <laughs> You've done some swimming. You have actually done some swimming. Um, but if you are a, a new swimmer, uh, or new to the sport and new to swimming, do get some guidance from a, from a coach or somebody who knows half decent thing about swimming and guarantee the most effective feedback you can get is to get somebody to video your swimming and have a quick look at yourself. It's from a coach, from speaking from experience, you can tell some people things things till you're blue in the face yeah. and, and if you, as soon as you show them a video, they finally like, go, oh, uh, right, now I get it. Oh, you were right. <laughs> yeah. so, so try to get some video feedback. If you don't have a swim coach or a swim squad in the area where you are, Get a resource like um, Hayden Woolley's Future Dreams CD, yep. uh, and get, get someone it. to film it and then compare some, it exactly. Yep. And like we said, if you do cramp during during racing during the swim, just try to modify your, the position of your feet a little bit. Uh, and and if if it's later in the race, you know, during the bike and the run, sort of doing some again some light stretching and massage can help. Um, there's not a great deal you can do during the swim. No. Are you a bit tired there, buddy? <laughs> I'm did, wanting to hold did, I, did I hammer you a bit too much this morning? Oh, you did, mate. I tell you. He rings me up this morning. So, you know, he rings me up. He said, we'll go for a ride. No, yeah, okay, we'll go for a ride. He goes, oh, I'm going to do Cooper's Knob. Now, Cooper's Knob is probably one of the harder climbs in Christchurch. You know, why, why are we doing Cooper's Knob on the first ride back? Well, what, what's, what's the motto of Epic Camp? But we're not on Epic Camp. There, there is no easy way. Oh, I wasn't happy. <laughs> I can tell you yeah, that. got much. through it. Got through it. We gossiped. It was a good old gossip session. We had some girls sitting behind us the whole she time. She would have got... <laughs> yeah, she we she did pretty well. She was smacking herself, but she stayed with the boys. I was pretty impressed yeah. by that. Anyway, uh, questions and answers. Questions and answers. Nice, mate. Okay. Hi, Bevan. Listen to the show each week, mate. Love it. Good. What's the question? I was listening to the episode on how you're saying the laws about drafting and the distances should be back seven metres for some and ten for the others, but... In the race report, okay, so basically he's saying, talking about the packs. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and who is this from? This is from Kane. So he's asking why we were talking about kind of drafting off people or, or riding in the packs, and uh, you are actually allowed to ride in a draft line. Yeah, so basically the draft zone is either 7 metres or, or 10 metres. And there's an advantage to being there, but it's still legal, so you should yeah. do it. So it's basically playing by the rules of the game, and yep. you're still getting a, a, a small drafting effect. If you're going really, uh, if you're sort of a back of the pack athlete, there's, you're not getting a huge amount of benefit sitting at um, a seven metre gap. But when yep. you're going along around about, you know, close to forty k an hour, there is quite a significant benefit. Okay, uh, Rob from oh, we didn't give us where from. Mm. Anyway, good question, but Rob, during the podcast you mentioned that you breathe every other stroke as opposed to every stroke. Did I hear that correctly? That was yes, you. you did. You did. And uh, the reason why is um, you probably get answer this a little bit better, but basically, three-stroke breathing is more efficient, and uh, you basically want to, what you want to do over time is you want to get faster in your swim without using less energy. And uh, with the three-stroke breathing, you, know, you find you're able to focus on your technique more, and breathing every time uses more energy with the breathing process. So you're trying to use less energy in doing that. And uh, the goal of all swimming in Ironman is basically just to be able to swim faster by using less energy. Yeah. And, and so three-stroke three breathing, most people don't do three-stroke breathing because they're lazy, and if you practice it for long enough, um, you'll be able to get the hang of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guilty. I don't do three-stroke breathing when I race. I, I have the ability to breathe to both sides, and if I need to, I breathe to one side. Um, that's more out of being lazy than anything else. Um, so why is it it's in race you just feel you need to breathe more? Oh, no, just in training, I'd breathe uh, two or four-stroke breathing all the time. Oh, but in, in race, what do you do? Uh, generally, every two, either two or four-stroke breathing. Okay. So um, I find, because I'm not very good at holding my breath, I find four, like... 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying. Uh, but if um, if you want to get into good practice and be as efficient as you can, like Bevan said, three stroke breathing is the way to go. Uh, it's probably something if you're training for a race now, you probably don't want to worry about it. Yeah. But uh, in your off season, really working on doing some three stroke breathing is, is going to be the most uh, effective way to get quicker. And if you can only breathe to one side, do some one arm drill. Do one arm drill, one arm in front, holding onto a boy or something, and just do one arm and practicing breathing on the other side. Mm. I'm basically doing a French arm. I wish we had a video camera here. Bevan <laughs> would be demonstrating perfectly. I'll tell you, it's a beautiful thing. But um, that way, you just, you know, because if, if you can't breathe to both sides, it really does put you over two or four. And if you're like me and you don't like breathing every fourth, you are actually wasting a lot of energy breathing every second. So you can be more efficient in your swim, mm. which saves it for later in the day. And next one, we just had a quick email in from uh, Nick Morales, who's a guy, I think he's... Oh, the Tri-Mapper guy. Yeah, so he actually, yeah. we, we did uh, Tri-Mapper as our website of the week last week, yeah. and he was listening to the show, and he's the guy that runs Tri-Mapper. So he was yeah. pretty stoked about that. So he's yeah. training up for Ironman Switzerland, so keep up the good work with the site, Nick. And, yeah, uh, we think it's fantastic, so I know. Yeah, so I actually recommended it to one of the listeners this week, got an email, what about his race? I was like, yeah. go to Tri-Mapper. Good. Um, I'll, got, I'll do the next one. Okay. Uh, so next one is from James Paul. He's heading out to New Zealand, and oh, sorry. <laughs> he wanted to just know if there's uh, coming over in March, do a bit of mountaineering, and then getting here in April. And he wants to hire a bike and uh, try to find some races. So a couple of websites you want to look at, James. Two of the main ones to find out race dates in New Zealand is endurancesport.co.nz, and the other one is Enter Online. .co.nz and you can find some events on there there's not a whole lot happening in New Zealand in April once we hit April yeah. um, it's sort of the very very tail end of our season so you'd probably only find something up maybe in Auckland I know Xterra is in mid-April in Rotorua and that's probably about it so hopefully those two websites will help you out. Yep, very good. Um, we've got a link to the email, um, actually the Cliff Bar ad again. Cliff Bar ad, it's a um, good one. I can't remember who sent it to us. Was this Brad? Brad, he sent yeah. us through through Cliff Bar ad. We've actually shown this before and it's on our links page. Now, he sent us a link to the YouTube one. Now, the YouTube one's not as clear as the one we have on our link page. So go to our link page and it's under Funny Triathlon Ad oh, yeah. and click on it and then that way you'll see the old Cliff Bar ad. And the so, other one said, good job and I'm in NZ by the way. Well, it wasn't actually. It was nah. pretty, pretty bad. But it was funny saying to you on today how you see both our finishing shots and normally we've got the arms up in glory and we're we both were, sad we with the arms down. <laughs> uh, and he would love to have been near the end and hear what was said, if anything, when you guys passed each other back and forth. Oh, no, uh, we didn't care. <laughs> we so didn't care, eh? I, I wanted Bevan to run with me, but he was too tired at yeah. that stage. People were like, uh, he's catching you. And I was like, you know what? I really don't care now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't good. Uh, lastly, you can do Scott something. Rowe. Um, He's training up for Ironman Arizona. In his oh, last nice. Ironman, he had a strong swim, uh, around about 53, 54 minutes. Nice. He wasn't too stoked with his bike. It was a five-hour 50, and and he really wants to... And he had a good run. He had so a good run. Yeah, he's worried about his bike speed, isn't he? And he wants to, uh, some advice on riding more aggressively, um, but not so aggressively. Yeah. It's a hard one, isn't it? My advice would be probably not to ride too aggressively. I think... Arizona's not too far away, but if you could get a lactate test done, I find that's the easiest way to make sure that you don't ride too hard. So go get a lactate test, figure out what your steady zone is, and basically lock that in and just do not exceed your steady zone on the bike, especially for Arizona, because it's a, it's a, I believe it's a relatively flat bike course. Um, if you exceed your steady zone and you try to push the pace on the bike, I've put a lot of money on saying that you're going to really suffer on the run. And it'll so, cost you more. Yeah. So I'd really say um, stick with the strategy you've got on the bike um, and be relatively conservative. You're going to be able to make up so much more time on the run if you're nice and fresh. One and thing if is, if you are trying to improve your bike speed, you actually need to think of it longer term. So, yeah. you know, you, you know, for, like it's taken me four or five years to get my bike speed up and it's... Um, and it's small progress, and so things that you can do is a cycle racing is really good for your bike speed. You know, really get your lactate test done and work within your zones. And if you've got a power meter or a heart rate monitor, you know, really learn those zones and train within those zones, and then you measure your speed. But it's, it's bike speed is just a bit of time, really. Mm. I mean, Bevan, Bevan spent the whole of last winter basically riding his bike. Yeah, yeah, so. and cycle racing every weekend, and and it made a big difference because you know the riding's come on, but. You know, it's not going to be that, you know, you're going to be able to do it in three months, just be able to smack it and be a lot better rider, It's yeah. especially for 180Ks. Yeah. So maybe for a bit of sprint work it'd be different, but yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, that's it. we're getting a lot of email questions lately, and, and I do always say that we'll try to get them on the show. Now, it's, it's getting to the point where we're just getting heaps of emails, which we love, but at the same time, we can't guarantee that we're going to get every question on the show. We try to choose emails where you get the common themes coming across or themes we haven't done in the past. So just be aware of that. Um, we do try our best to get as many on as possible, but it's just... Uh, we're becoming kind of big, which is good. Mm. And in that case, we've got a few kind of kind of homework things to do, haven't we? Yeah. 
it's a big week. I've been spending a lot of time on the website in the last few weeks since, since I've had a bit of spare time. And we've added some uh, things to the website and uh, a few things I need you guys to give me some feedback on. So first of all, on the website now, I've got a page for first people, first time people who see the website. I want them to click on it. And it's basically like an advertising page. So they'll click on the link on our main page and it'll take them to like an advertising page which trying to kind of encourages them to subscribe to the show. So if someone could just have a look at that and uh, give me some feedback on that. Ideally, I'd love for someone to get someone who has a Windows computer who's never knows anything about podcasting to have a look and see if they can figure it out and if, if it's usable. So if someone could do that for me, that'd be great. We've gone on in technology because we've added a Skype voicemail to our show. Mm. So from now onwards, if you want to Skype us a question, you can do that. Now on the website, there's a Skype voicemail link and you basically just click on that link and if you have Skype, then it will instantly take you to recalling us on Skype. It goes to a, a recorded message, which we haven't recorded. It's a, like an electronic message, but um, and then you can leave a message for us. If you want us to put on the show, we will start adding these to the show. If you want us to put on the show, make sure you've got a half-decent mic. If the sound quality is really bad, we just can't put it on. So um, try get in a good mic and also be in the area that's not too echoey. Um, but yeah, we'll start doing those. That'll be mm. kind of cool. Um, when well, you do a Skype, we want to hear your name and where you're from. Exactly. Don't be, don't be afraid to hear your voice on the show. That's right. Oh, you'd love it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we love it. We do. We've also added a donation button if you want to donate to the show. Um, we're just trying to take this thing a little bit further and we want to start advertising more on the internet. And uh, we're buying an Apple computer. Buy, buy some equipment, some more equipment and stuff. So uh, we've got a donation button. If you can donate to the show, that'd be really, really cool. Um, what else? I think that's pretty much it. Oh, I've just also made some slight changes to the archive pages, which makes it a little bit more obvious how it works. Just explaining... Um, just, you know, how do you, how do you actually do this process? Oh, you love Mike Riley. you got pictures of him all over the place. Oh, this is, yeah, this is the thing. So on the website this week, I got that picture of Mike Riley. So check out the website, talk for your picture of Mike Riley. And if you look at the background, there's Guy from Blue 70 pulling the funny face. <laughs> Blue 70, good, mate. You gave you a nice quick swim split. Yeah, yeah Blue 70. Was love that Blue, Blue 70. 70 suits. So other little bits, go on the website, click a link. would be really cool. Amazon for buying stuff. If you want to buy Amazon, go through us. John's coaching website? Triathloncoach.net. Email questions to ironmantalk at gmail.com. Anything else? The show is proudly brought to you by... Oh, Coffees, coffees of Hawaii. We've of done Hawaii. the Coffees of Hawaii bit. And I'm sitting here in my nice Coffees of Hawaii t-shirt today. So Albert sent us through some t-shirts. Loving. Nice. Coffees of Hawaii. Loving it. Actually, check out the photo on the website this week because John's got his Coffee of Hawaii t-shirt on. Very good. You're looking pretty buff in yours, mate. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get the big one. He does. And I look like I'm in a tent. So, <laughs> loving that. I'm going to get my name to bring it in because I like my t-shirt. Coffees of Hawaii. So Coffees of Hawaii is the sponsor of the show. They um, provide awesome coffee. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Yep, and it's actually made in Hawaii and they all the plantations and everything. And uh, what are we going to look at today, mate? The Kona Big Ring. We've still got the Kona Big Ring on there, Albert. Let's have a quick look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've gone the wrong place. Even doesn't know how. So if you do want to order coffee from the site, uh, obviously get on there. If you're in North America, um, just go on there and you can order direct. If you're not in North America, you can uh, contact them through the Contact Us button and uh, and just let them know and they will look after you. I don't think the Big Ring's there. Uh, big Ring, you have to wait till next year for that. The Big Ring special will be coming back to you sometime. What is cool, and I have to give James Styler here, James, a few things that people, last week I talked about putting links on the website, mm -hmm. and I noticed Chris had it on his website today, the guy with Chris Rose we did the interview with, and James, one of our big fans of the show, he's got, he did a big write-up on us as well, I was oh, impressed with that, but also he mentioned how he bought coffee, so far, come away. Very good. We're loving how you guys are supporting it. Yeah, no, it's good stuff, and they support the show, so we'd uh, appreciate you supporting them, it's a good product, so there's no excuse not to. Yep, and he said it's the best coffee he's ever had. Very good. So it must be true. Must be true. So there you go. Anything else? Email questions? I'm in talk Gmail. Anything else? Don't think so. I think that's about a wrap for today. What are you going on for a week, mate? Back uh, to training? Back to training. I've had my week's holiday and uh, I started my new training log just before I came around here. So Same. 2007 training log is now underway. Can you, can you forward it to me? Because I yeah. need to start mine. Yeah. And other than that, just sticking along. Nice. Learning some Polish. Come on, give me some Polish. I'm learning some German. Che. That's okay, right. I got some I got German for beginners. Here we go. Look at this. Wait a second. What, what would I tell you before about the... Uh, the, 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 the see if you can guess what this means. The hamster. <laughs> it means hamster. <laughs> that was a tricky one. Okay. Uh, Beden ditch bakey. What's that mean? I don't know. It's got, the, got what it means. Oh, wait, second, okay, wait a second. Thank you, please. Thank no. you. No. I don't know what it means. I think you need to brush up a bit there. But I'm doing all right. Itch hagen hunger. You have Which, hunger. Yeah. Very it's good. ouch. It's ouch. Which means me too. 
Right, I think we're boring the listeners with our German and we our should, What we should do is we should learn our phase at the end in German. Mm, how do you do Kiyakaha in German? That's what you got to do. You got oh, Kiyakaha. So we heard of people, people asking us, geez, we could talk some crap, can't we? Yep. People asking us about Kiyakaha, what does it actually mean? Um, it actually means stand strong. Mm. So um, it's, it's a Maori word, and it means stand strong, and uh, we think that's pretty significant. Because we're thing we do. strong. That's right. Anyway, let's finish with this yeah. amazing finish. Iron Rust. Iron Men Don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Kia kaha.